Welcome back to the Finley Capital Podcast. My name is Logan Ricchetti. As always, this podcast is sponsored by the Hard Money Handbook. You can go to www.hardmoneyhandbook.com to download a free report to learn how to use hard money loans to fund your real estate deals. Also brought to you by the Facebook group, Powered by Private. If you would like to learn more about how to use hard money loans to fund your real estate deals, or if you'd like to learn more about how to lend your own private capital into hard money loans, then that is the group that you wanna be in, Powered by Private on Facebook. Today, I wanna continue my deep dive into the upcoming private lender handbook ebook that I am putting together. I'm working out a chapter one right now. We're talking about the benefits and the risks of private lending today. I have plans to write this thing. I'm going to write it. It's going to get written. And so this is holding me accountable to doing that. So for you guys, what we're going to learn about today is the benefits and the risks of private lending. I'm going to read to you directly from the handbook. So here we go. Chapter one, section three, what are the benefits of private lending? Lending your own private capital offers several attractive benefits as an alternative investment strategy, including all of the following. Number one, high interest. Private lending to investor operators can yield annual interest rates of between 10 to 20 plus percent, depending on how many loans can be made per year with the same capital. At a minimum, most private lenders can enjoy an eight to 10% return on one loan per year safely. Obviously that varies, but that's a good reference of, of the type of returns that private lending can, can provide. The next benefit, security. A private loan is secured against collateral through a security instrument called a mortgage or a deed of trust, depending on what state you're in. Because this lien is attached to the physical real estate, the borrower cannot sell or refinance that property until that lien is paid off in full. This process creates a public record for the private lender that his or her funds are lent on this property and that borrower cannot trade it without first repaying that loan. So that creates a lot of security for the borrower, for the, for the lender, because their capital is tied to a piece of real estate. That piece of real estate cannot be sold without that loan being repaid first. The next benefit of private lending, diversification. Adding a few private loans to your investment portfolio is a fantastic way to diversify away from stocks, bonds, mutual funds, etc. Private mortgage notes have been an alternative investment strategy for generations, but unfortunately, most individuals just do not know how to take advantage of them. This one hits home for me. Most people that I know, everybody I know has some kind of retirement, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, everybody, we all have that. But one out of every 100 people you know have a private loan are invested or are generating private mortgage notes. They just don't know how to do it. They think it's scary, risky, complicated. They just don't, they don't know how to get into it. It is a great way, in my opinion, to diversify away from the traditional stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and other investment vehicles that most people are very highly leveraged into because they just don't know how else to invest. So diversification is a big one. The next benefit to private lending is what I call transparency. A private lender can keep a close eye on the condition and the status of the property he or she is lending on as the loan term matures. Before making a private loan, the lender can inspect the property, underwrite the borrower, and take other due diligence steps to mitigate as much of the risk as possible. 
borrowers know that to be approved for a private loan, they must provide full transparency and documentation to satisfy the private lender or the loan will not be funded. The nice thing about lending private capital is you can create the underwriting guidelines that you require. So you can ask for as much or as little, you know, transparency from the borrower as you need to feel comfortable. You can see their, you know, their credit report, their background check. You can see their history of past performance. You can see their bank statements. You can ask them to show you anything that, that you require. And uh, if they want to borrow money from you, they're going to have to do that. That creates transparency and it allows you to underwrite the deals a little bit more than otherwise you would be able to do. The fifth benefit of private lending, and this one really pertains to anybody who invests or does co-lending you know, with Finley Capital or a company like ours, is passive participation. Lending private capital can be a partially or completely passive investment simply by teaming up with another private lender like Finley Capital. We can work together to co-lend, quote unquote, co-lend on hard money loans from borrowers and deals that we originate, process, and underwrite as a company. Lending private capital is a fantastic investment strategy, but building the infrastructure and pipeline systems around creating deal flow for your loans can be daunting. Depending on your level of ambition, partnering up with a company like Finley Capital might be an appealing alternative to building a business from the ground up. So really what that means is if you are interested in lending private capital, but you're not interested in building a private lending company, then you can team up with other existing private lending companies that do this all day. And you can deploy your capital through their accounts, through their, their loans, through their systems. Obviously, all these lending companies are set up differently. You got to look into how they work. You got to look into their agreements, their promises, their guarantees, their risks, all that stuff. But lending capital privately can be a passive investment if you team up with an operator who does it actively. That's the point. All right, we've talked about the benefits of private lending. Let's talk about the risks because as anything else that you invest in, it is not a risk-free scenario. There are risks involved in private lending. Let's go through what the risks are and figure out how we can mitigate those risks as much as possible. Lending private capital does have risk associated with the investment strategy, including all of the following. Number one, borrower default. In my mind, the primary risk associated with lending private capital is the borrower defaulting on the loan. Although it is relatively rare for a borrower to default on a private loan, it can happen for several reasons. A borrower could run out of capital to complete a project and have no way to come up with more money to finish it. A borrower could have a falling out with a partner in a deal and decide to just walk away from the project. A borrower could even get sick or go through a divorce or you know, get hit by a bus or they could just lose focus on the deal, no longer want to deal with it. So how do you mitigate the risk of borrower default? Well, you can reduce the risk of having a borrower default on a private loan by carefully vetting the borrower to make sure he or she is a good risk. That's the best way to mitigate loan borrower default is to invest in good borrowers. The first way to vet a borrower is by running a credit and background check and to learn more about his or her financial character by checking references. A good private lender should also review bank statements from the borrower to make sure there is enough liquidity available in case the project does run over budget. And then finally, you can limit your private loans only to experienced borrowers who have completed similar fix and flip projects in the past. Ask for photos and financials from past flips to confirm the borrower really has the capacity to execute on the plan. If the borrower plans to refinance out of your private loan after renovations are complete, Ask to speak with that lender in place to handle that refinance to make sure that the borrower really is pre-approved. So these are things you can do to mitigate that borrower default risk. Make sense? The next risk of private lending is changing market conditions. 
Most fix and flip projects can take several months to complete. Market conditions can shift during that time, which can make it harder for the borrower to resell the property at a profit. This can create a serious problem because if the borrower realizes there is no longer a profit for him or her in the deal, he or she could potentially lose incentive to finish the project and could decide just to walk away from the deal altogether, leaving you holding the bag. So how do you mitigate against changing market conditions? No private lender can fully mitigate the risk of changing market conditions. We, there's nothing you can do to change. You, you can't prevent the market from dropping or, or going down or whatever. But the best way to minimize the chance of borrower default is to require the borrower to put a lot of skin in the game, meaning the borrower needs to invest a significant amount of cash into the deal from the down payment. For example, if the purchase price is 72,000 and the borrower needs 40,000 in renovations, the private lender might offer to finance only 80% of the purchase price and 100% of the repairs. In this scenario, the borrower would have to put up between twenty dollars and $30,000 in cash in addition to the closing fees and interest. A borrower with a large portion of the purchase price in the deal and additional out-of-pocket fees paid up front is much less likely to default than a borrower who borrows 100% of the purchase price and 100% of the repair budget and really has nothing to lose financially by walking away from the project if things do go sideways, if the market does change. By lowering your loan-to-value exposure in this way, you can reduce your risk as the lender because if you do end up having to foreclose on the loan and take over control of selling the property, you will be more likely to break even or even earn a profit with changing market conditions that lowered the value of the property because your position is still lower than the market value of the property. Another risk of private lending is total loss or partial loss from natural disaster. As a private lender, you could find yourself in a jam if a property on which you lent money goes up in smoke, literally. A total loss from a disaster such as a fire or a hurricane or whatever, could create a very dangerous situation for a private lender if the proper precautions are not put into place ahead of time. So how do you mitigate the risk of loss from natural disaster? Well, at Finley Capital, we require all of our borrowers to obtain hazard and liability insurance in adequate amounts to cover our loan and their investment in the event of partial or total loss based on an insurable event like a fire. We require Finley Capital to be named as an insured lender on the policy, and you should too. Lastly, we require the borrower to pay the premium for the entire policy up front in full and to provide proof of payment before we will fund their loan. This makes sure that that property is insured and that the premium has been paid so that it can't lapse. If the policy lapses or gets canceled for any reason, we are notified because we are an insured party on the policy and we can require the borrower to reinstate the policy or if we have to, we can even add a forced place policy ourselves to make sure that we are covered. That's how you mitigate against total risk of loss from a natural disaster. The fifth and final risk associated with private lending is fraud, borrower fraud. Arguably, the main risk associated with private lending is borrower fraud. Unfortunately, there are lots of fake lenders on social media and online, but there are also just as many hucksters trying to scam private lenders out of their hard-earned capital, just like any other business. Most of the scams are easy to identify, but in some cases they can be quite sophisticated and can even catch the most seasoned private lender off guard. Most of these rackets involve the lender wiring money at some point in the process to an individual. So be wary at all times. How do you mitigate risk of fraud away from private loans? The easiest way to mitigate risk of fraud is to work with borrowers you know personally 
or those who have been referred to you by someone you trust. Another common sense method to reduce risk of embezzlement is only to close your transactions through reputable title and settlement companies. Always independently verify wire instructions from the source as opposed to relying on the borrower to provide them. Require lender's title insurance and make sure a clear chain of title is in place. And then lastly, make sure to inspect the property before releasing any funds to reimburse the borrower for work performed on the project to avoid fraudulent draw requests. Why doesn't everyone lend private capital? Well, setting up a private lending operation is no walk in the park. The process of marketing for borrower leads, collecting and processing loan applications, underwriting loan details, creating proper legal documents and systems, collecting payments and managing the books can be overwhelming to someone who only has a few bucks to lend and doesn't have time or energy or inclination to put it all together. Most private lenders with capital to lend simply are not aware that co-lending is an option. At Finley Capital, we have dozens of private individuals who provide the capital to lend, and we provide the borrowers and deal flow on which to lend. It's a wonderful win-win relationship because we have the deals and the private lenders have the capital to fund those deals. We believe in this co-lending model, and we want you to get involved either as a private lender yourself or as a co-lender with us. Go get them.